Hello guys, I welcome all of you to today's farmcast. Uh, and first of all, I would like to apologize. I could not record the farmcast in last week because uh, I was having quite heavy schedule with uh, respect to recordings, and uh, I had some work at home as well, right? Because uh, there are some family works you cannot deny at times, right? But nevertheless, guys, uh, the good thing is we are back with the farmcast for this week, and uh, in. today's farm cast guys for this week i'll be covering um one small topic uh, which uh, a student had asked me to cover in the farm cast and that is to cover all the phosphodiesterase inhibitors right in a nutshell so i'll be covering all the phosphodiesterase inhibitors which we discuss uh, across different topics in pharma right in cvs in respiratory system we discuss about different phosphodiesterase inhibitors right so i'll combine that all of those second guys uh, a lot of uh, you have asked me to speak about the um, you know the recent delay in uh, the neat pg exam so i mean what what does this delay mean and i'll tell you from the perspective of uh, what i would have done right uh, when i was a student when i was preparing and if i was in this situation because you know i love to explain you guys keeping myself uh, in your position so that gives uh, a more of a realistic approach as to what should be done and at last guys obviously uh, we'll be discussing your doubts some specific doubts that you guys have commented in the youtube channel right guys so let's begin with the phosphodiesterase inhibitors and guys see the first thing you need to understand is what is the function of this enzyme phosphodiesterase in our body so this enzyme is present in smooth muscles as well as uh, your cardiac muscles so major functions are because of smooth muscles right So what phosphodiesterase does in smooth muscle it metabolizes uh, uh, cyclic AMP and cyclic GMP so two secondary messengers are metabolized by phosphodiesterase in your smooth muscles whereas in cardiac muscle uh, it metabolizes cyclic AMP so just imagine what would what would happen if i block this function of phosphodiesterase in smooth muscles there would be an increase in cyclic AMP and cyclic GMP and in your cardiac muscles there would be an increase in cyclic amp right so let us talk about smooth muscles so whenever cyclic amp increases in smooth muscles as i have discussed in g pharma uh, what it does is it phosphorylates mlcp myosin light chain phosphorylase and dephosphorylates mlck myosin light chain kinase so end result is relaxation of smooth muscles whereas cyclic gmp also relaxes smooth muscles but via different mechanism what it does is cyclic gmp pathway it increases release of nitric oxide so primarily by via nitric oxide pathway it produces vasodilatation in the blood vessels right uh, whereas uh, cyclic amp pathway in your smooth muscles like bronchi they will produce bronchodilatation blood vessel they will, they will produce vasodilatation so overall what you have to remember is whenever i block this enzyme phosphodiesterase in smooth muscles the end result would be smooth muscle relaxation like bronchodilatation vasodilatation git relaxation so anywhere guys there would be relaxation but if in cardiac muscle i block this enzyme phosphodiesterase what it would do is it would increase cyclic amp that would phosphorylate calcium channels and increase contraction right increase contraction of the myocardium so from this what we can understand phosphodiesterase in smooth muscles relaxation bronchodilatation vasodilatation which means what there is one common side effect i can understand whenever i block phosphodiesterase in uh, smooth muscles there would be vasodilatation and these drugs they can cause hypotension 
So phosphodiesterase inhibitors, you should be careful while combining with other vasodilators like nitrates. Whereas um, phosphodiesterase inhibitors in cardiac muscles, they would increase calcium. So they're used in heart failure, but they have risk of arrhythmia. So phosphodiesterase inhibitors, a specific one which is present in heart like phosphodiesterase 3 that increases risk of arrhythmia. Now let me a little bit specify this. Like for example, we have non-specific phosphodiesterase inhibitor like theophylline, aminophylline, right? So these drugs guys, they block both phosphodiesterase 3 and phosphodiesterase 4, right? To some extent, they block phosphodiesterase 5 as well. But the reason why we use them in pharma is because of block of phosphodiesterase 3 and phosphodiesterase 4. And you know the end result of block of these uh, enzymes in bronchi would be bronchodilatation. And those uh, theophylline or aminophylline, they're used in bronchial asthma and COPD. Now, if they ask you, um, bronchodilatation is mainly because of which receptor? Is it phosphodiesterase 3 or phosphodiesterase 4? Your answer would be phosphodiesterase 3, guys. So phosphodiesterase 3 block mainly gives us bronchodilatation. But remember, theophylline has anti-inflammatory effect as well. So if they ask you anti-inflammatory effect is because of which receptor specifically, your answer would be phosphodiesterase 4. So theophylline, bronchodilatation, phosphodiesterase 3, more than phosphodiesterase 4 block, anti-inflammatory, phosphodiesterase 4 block. And as I said, whenever you block phosphodiesterase 3, for example, in the cardiac muscles, then in your heart, uh, they can cause arrhythmia. So theophylline can cause, cause arrhythmia and one of the important reason is phosphodiesterase 3 block. And that is also because of adenosine receptor antagonism. So I'm not going to adenosine receptor because here our main focus is phosphodiesterase enzymes, right? Now moving on to another one like phosphodiesterase 4 inhibitor. Now I'm, I'm coming to specific inhibitors, right? Theophylins, aminophylline, these are non-specific inhibitors. Specific inhibitor, phosphodiesterase 4 inhibitor, there is a drug called as rofilomilast. So rofilomilast, it is used in COPD and how it is going to act, I told you, right? Phosphodiesterase 4 inhibitor will produce both bronchodilatation as well as anti-inflammatory effect. That is why it is used in COPD, guys. Remember, it is not approved for bronchial asthma. Whereas in CVS, we have studied about phosphodiesterase 3 inhibitors. And phosphodiesterase 3, when I block, they're present in blood vessels as well as your heart. So what they do? is they increase cyclic AMP. Phosphodiesterase 3 inhibitors increase cyclic AMP both in heart as well as blood vessels. In heart, they would increase contraction. In blood vessels, cyclic AMP smooth muscle will cause vasodilatation. So they produce inotropic effect as well as vasodilatation. That is why phosphodiesterase 3 inhibitor, they are called as inodilators, right? And the most important drug here is milrinone, which is used in acute heart failure, which is resistant to drugs like dopamine or dobutamine. And again, guys, I told you what could be the side effect. You don't need to mug up things. Just try to imagine the concept. When I block phosphodiesterase 3, um, it is going to increase calcium in the heart. And because of that calcium, it would cause arrhythmia. So phosphodiesterase 3 inhibitor like milrinone, there is a risk of arrhythmia. Whereas phosphodiesterase 5, it primarily metabolizes cyclic GMP. So when I block phosphodiesterase 5, it increases cyclic GMP in the blood vessels. And that produces vasodilatation, right, by your nitric oxide pathway by which uh, it uh, increases cyclic GMP that produces vasodilatation. And uh, now remember phosphodiesterase 5 inhibitors guys. Phosphodiesterase 5 inhibitors, we have drugs like sildenafil and tadalafil. And these drugs, they will produce vasodilatation and for which they're used in erectile dysfunction and pulmonary hypertension. And again guys, whenever I use a phosphodiesterase 5 inhibitor in the blood vessel, the effect is vasodilatation. Means remember, vasodilatation will give us side effect, which is most important is hypotension. And thus, these drugs, 
which cause hypotension among phosphodiesterase 5 blockers should be avoided with drugs which can cause significant hypotension like nitrates. Right guys, so there is the section of phosphodiesterase inhibitors which uh, I want you guys to understand the basic concept of what happens in our body when you block phosphodiesterase. Now coming to the second aspect guys which we have to discuss today, there is a delay in the NEET PG exam and what, what should I do? Now I'll divide the students into two halves, right? Number one, those students who have completed the syllabus, right? They are uh, revising now and the revision is going full on, they are on time and uh, they are about to reach the destination on time before the exam and uh, I think that these category of students, there are only few students who would belong to these this group, right? And even if you speak about myself, even I don't belong to this group because uh, since I don't belong to this group, right, uh, uh, the second group, I would tell you uh, from my perspective, what would I have done differently? So I, I belong to that second category of, category of student who have some drawbacks in their preparation, right, which they feel that if they have time, uh, they wish they had time, they could rectify it. Right? So just imagine guys for those students who have some drawbacks, some something you know which they would like to improve in their preparation and now they have time for it. So you can do that. For example, let me take my example. See I prepared uh, good for 17 subjects, right? 17 subjects I was confident enough that this is what I could do and I, I could not have done anything more even if I had more time. But two subjects, um, uh, my preparation right could have been derailed because of these two subjects. One is pediatrics. I, I have told you in my other farmcast, uh, I could not attend my pediatric class because I was ill for 15 days, a viral fever. And so pediatrics was gone. So I improvised on pediatrics. Uh, what I did is I only did the uh, questions and answers. And uh, back then, you know, we didn't have online classes. So I had no way I could go and uh, attend someone's classes and uh, online by online. Or even uh, there was no uh, pediatric specific guidebook was not there and even if the guidebook was there I did not have time so every day I would practice uh, you know half an hour to one hour pediatrics MCQ so I improvised on pediatrics anatomy was second subject which I was very weak in and even though I attended the class somehow I mean you know I, I never found myself comfortable around anatomy while solving MCQs questions I would I ultimately forget it and uh, I thought that and it was taking a lot of time for me to you know wrap up uh, anatomy in my head so uh, for that also what i did is uh, i solved most of the questions and um, i realized one thing with anatomy that no matter how much you study right uh, in our times it was like that no matter how much you study anatomy you'll not be able to s solve few questions right and most questions uh, which, which topics were repeated you would be able to solve so at my time uh, the exam pattern was a little bit different we used to have a lot of repeats of topics and uh, questions so going forward guys, suppose when I was giving my exam and my AIPG or All India PG was not delayed, but if it, if it would have been delayed, then what could I have done? I could have improvised on PEDS and anatomy. So pediatrics, what I would have done is uh, nowadays we have access to online lectures. I would have attended some online lecture or I, I would have taken some guidebook or any, any source and I, I would have tried to improvise, improve my pediatrics. And second anatomy guys, even I know now I don't know what I would have done, but I would have done something at least, right? Uh, attended some other class or done something or taken some notes uh, to improve my anatomy. And how would I have done that? The question is most important. And uh, 
uh, how how would I have planned is important. That is, see, I need a plan where where I need to both revise and study. So, guys, try to understand me. You cannot abandon your revision which is going on, right? So now, suppose you, you are revising full throttle, full throttle. You know, 10 hours a day revision was going on. So what I would have done, I would have revised only seven hours a day, and uh, I, I would have kept three hours every day for my these two subjects, anatomy and uh, you know uh, pediatrics, and I would have tried to cover them in a better way. So in that way, what I'm doing is I'm not jeopardizing my revision. I'm continuing my revision plus. That extra time, whatever I'm getting here, I'm trying to, you know, invest that time to make my these two subjects uh, more productive. So that would have been kind of blessing for me, right, at that time, if I had this time. And so the aim, what, what was my aim? My aim would have been in this extra time is to make those two weaker subjects stronger. And guys, believe me, most of the students, they have at least two to three subjects which they are not strong in. So you have time by which you can, you know, make some changes. And meanwhile, continue. Right, continue giving uh, your grand test one to two grand test. So now that you have more luxury of time, you can take two grand tests from two different platforms every month, guys. Now coming back to those first category of students uh, who have done everything perfect until now, and they were eager, right, uh, the, to get out of this uh, frustration of exam preparation. And I understand, guys, you would be frustrated because uh, you know you would have liked this. Uh, period of your life to end sooner than later and now, now it is getting delayed and um, the frustration creeps into us I can understand that and I'll tell you from one thing right when I was preparing I thought that uh, post I give my AIPG exam I will seriously prepare for uh, the AIMS mid AIMS exam right or PG exam but believe me after I was done with my uh, neat P uh, AIPG exam I did not have the courage to go back to my notes and continue it for another three, four months. So it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of patience to continue that, isn't it? So which meant what I, I was also very eager that this should this should end as soon as possible. I should get a seat out of it and move on with my life. Right, guys. But remember, guys, you cannot give up now, right? You can't let your guards down and you should keep revising rigorously, even if you have a feeling that you have done everything, then uh, you know you need to begin another session of revision. So continue revision. And if the exam is not on time, then you can begin another session of revision, two revisions, let us say, right? And um, now that you know the exam is delayed and if you're feel, feeling a lot of fatigue, right, you, you can go a little bit low on yourself, take a break for one week, right? Go somewhere or relax or study, but study lightly, just practice MCQs. So take a, take a, take few steps back now and taking few steps back does not mean that you are giving up right this taking few steps back means you are giving yourself time to relax a bit so that you can you know make a bigger impact after that one week and so pounce back on the job after that one week of break and in this one week you you can try to analyze how how you need to go forward with your preparation so guys we all we all as human beings are different and we need to have a plan for ourselves right i can just guide you you can take inspiration from that and make a plan of your own. Right, guys, now coming to the third aspect which I wanted to discuss today, your doubts, guys. Uh, so coming to the first doubt, it has been asked by Ibrahim Faraz. So Ibrahim Faraz is asking, so I'm stressed out, which is taking a toll on me. I'm also kind of hypochondriac at the moment. Don't think I can productively carry on with the revision. 
So should I book a consultation or are there any stress relieving techniques to tackle the ongoing problem? See Ibrahim Faraz, I'm gonna tell you something which is not conventional and uh, you might find it funny coming out from the mouth of a pharmacologist. Uh, you can try homeopathy. You can try homeopathy and uh, it might sound paradoxical but uh, six months back, six months back if somebody would have said to me that homeopathy works, I would have laughed, right? Because for me, they were never more than, uh, you know, uh, sugar pills. Never more than sugar pills and because, you know, being a pharmacologist, I always want to know the mechanism of action, which receptors the drug acts upon and how does it produce effect and until and unless I'm not convinced with that, right? I'm, I'm not, not even satisfied with my class. Forget about taking a drug for which I don't know the mechanism of action. But six months back, there was something that happened with my life, right? I diagnosed myself with, uh, because I was having a lot of fatigue, unknown fatigue, right? So I did some uh, antibody tests, right? Uh, antibody spectrum test, autoimmune antibody test. And uh, I found out that I'm having anti-TPO antibodies, though my TSH was not very high. So, you know, I came to the conclusion that I'm, what I'm having is called as subclinical hypothyroidism. Hashimoto subclinical hypothyroidism. I started on levothyroxine. Now, levothyroxine gave me some kind of improvement, but still my fatigue was not dying down, right? So I digged deep into what could be the cause of fatigue. And the cause of fatigue is continuous inflammation that is going on the thyroid gland. So then what, what comes as solution? The solution comes as I need to tone down the immune system. And how can I tone down the immune system? Either by taking steroids or immunosuppressants. But you think, is, is it an option? It is not an option, right? I cannot do that. Now that is when I, I felt frustrated. I mean, uh, I mean, I know so much about this, why it is happening, but it's like I cannot help myself. So I went to a homeopathy doctor with despair because I, I could not help myself. And I sat down with her and I explained to her why am I having this fatigue and how homeopathy can help me. Now, see, she gave me a rationale, right? I asked her the rationale. I want to know the rationale. And she explained me and I was convinced with the, uh, the way they target your immune system and they don't uh, suppress your immune system, but they try to misdirect it, giving it a different target so that uh, it does not attack your own uh, tissues. And uh, it works wonder, guys. It works wonder. Even I was surprised. So I came to a conclusion that, see, everyone has a pl place in this world, even homeopathy or Ayurveda, allopathic. For example, I cannot use homeopathy to treat a patient of acute myocardial infarction, right? That is not possible. So that is where LMWH and F6CMAB, it comes in. But whenever I'm having a patient of autoimmune disorder, you know, you, don't, you cannot do a lot with autoimmune disorders uh, because you cannot prescribe, you know, steroids or... Uh, your um, uh, immunosuppressants for a very long period of time. So that is where I think this homeopathy thing is good. So Ibrahim, the, the reason why I, I wanted, uh, I told you this in detail so that you can have faith and uh, you can try and uh, believe me, I mean, uh, you should be, you know, getting good response. And because, see, I always tell you something which, uh, you know, I'm confident about. Otherwise, I would, I would never tell you something which I've never tried or which I don't know about. Uh, next one guys, Nishant Tangadi is asking, Sir, please uh, guide us through a brief idea about how to approach to this changed schedule. Now, that is what I have already done, Nishant Tangadi. Uh, Purvali Ghosh is asking, Sir, I had been studying quite well for the last one month. Of, so, my studies uh, has gone downhill for the past two weeks. I haven't been able to study anything. It feels like my mind is blocked. I am just reading nothing is going uh, in and now I'm feeling anxious that this year will go waste, what to do. 
See, Purvali Ghosh, everyone goes through such a kind of uh, stage in their preparation when they feel that they feel that they are doing nothing, right? And your productivity is going nowhere. And believe me, this period is transient. This period is transient. It is not that you'll have an entire month. So you'll have few days, couple of days or one week of this period. So you need to break. You need to break this, you know, chain of uh, unproductiveness. So just take one day, one day rest, right? Take one day. Don't study anything. Don't do anything and do that one day, whatever you like, right? Go and if you are a foodie, go and visit some places, have some good food. If you are a movie fanatic, watch some two to three movies, whatever you like. So spend that day for yourself. And this will kind of like act as a DC shock, right? So shock yourself, at least with something you love to do. And you will see that from the next day onwards, your, uh, you know, this preparation is going to improve. So, but for that, you need to believe in yourself, right? Stay uh, a day that is without anxiety. Uh, Subramanyam Arumugam is asking, sir, last day, last study flow past 15 days, I didn't read anything for last two weeks due to family issues. Please guide me, start uh, again seriously for need. Uh, see, Subramanam Aramogam, I told you that uh, these things, you know, family problems, they can never go out. I have told you uh, once in my previous farm cast that, uh, you know, when I was preparing, I was married and uh, uh, my in-laws uh, came to me during that preparation for around uh, one week and I had to chauffeur them around, show them places. And uh, whenever I was moving around with them i would always try to recall something which i have studied no i was frustrated but you know you cannot you can never say no to your in-laws right that is the last thing you would like to do but nevertheless these things you know they are part and parcel of a preparation right you, nobody can have uh, you know an adequately perfect preparation where you have no troubles or no such things going on if if you have some kind uh, you know a perfect preparation then you are lucky enough but i have never been through that you'll have illness you'll have some family problems but despite all of that remember all of you guys you have this you're not alone in the boat all of you are in the same boat so despite all of these you have to bring the best out of yourself so there will be problems there will be obstac obstacles right so you have to re-strategize yourself and bounce back to the job in hand Devesh Patil is asking sir you told that weaker subject revision do bit by bit I have two subject micro two weak subject micro and pharma so I give 1.3 hours each and now the main subject is being lazy <laughs> because I earlier I cover whole minor subject in 1.5 days now it's taking two days and or much more. Uh, so Devesh, uh, now I think time is not a factor because we have a lot of time now because the exam has been delayed. So take your own sweet time and prepare and in this due process of time make this weaker subject stronger. So time is not a trouble as of now. Abhik Saha is asking, sir, he's a second second prof student and he has gone through the videos of edition 4 and when edition 5 comes, do I need to re-watch? No, you do not need to re-watch edition 5 videos and in Pharma at least uh, I'll be providing a separate video through which you can update yourself automatically. Uh, sir, can you please tell us, uh, so Sai Prasad Oza is asking, can you please tell us which drugs are now available for COVID-19? and their mechanism of action. So I'll try to do a, do a, a podcast on uh, COVID-19 drugs as well. But Sai Prasad, you can buy the, in the meantime, you can go through a video I posted in my YouTube channel. The YouTube channel uh, where you're listening to my podcast, just browse through my videos. You'll find a video on COVID-19 drugs. So I've covered all the drugs in this world in that video. Uh, Vivek Vasudevan is asking, sir, best book for clinical pharma? 
for UG and PG general medicine students. So clinical pharmacology, uh, you know, you should try to do it in your UG days and the best book I feel uh, at your level would be Cadisang. Cadisang is uh, more than enough. Uh, so guys, uh, coming to a doubt that has been asked by Sunaina Sheikh, Sir, I'm facing a lot of problem now. Initially, my parents were very supportive of me, but recently they have become a bit skeptical of me that maybe I'm not good enough to crack the exams. And now my younger sisters are even criticizing me that uh, we are doing so much sacrifice for you. Why are you not able to do well? No need to study, you are getting old and all this. They are pinpointing my previous failures. Sir, what should I tell them? It's putting a lot of mental pressure. I come from a non-medical middle class family. Please help me, sir. See, Sunaina, so as I always like to give you my, my life examples, and uh, here also I'll tell you practically what happened with me when I... Uh, mine was not related to preparation though, My, mine was related to, you know, picking up a branch. So, uh, when I picked pharmacology, so when, when I left medicine, surgery, my parents were adamant, like, uh, you know, to pick up something clinical, either medicine, surgery or ops gynae, and I was getting all, all these seeds. And um, I was adamant that, no, I, I, I know what I want to do in my life, but it was very difficult to make my parents understand, Sunaina, precisely because even I belong to a non-medical, even none of my relatives are from medical family, right? I, we don't have any doctors. So they were pretty much, you know, hooked on to me that I would become the first practicing clinician from my family. So I could not sacrifice my life for, you know, the pride of the family. I knew what I wanted to do. So they were worried. My parents were, you know, worried and they were also, you know, angry on me. And practically they did not talk to me for, you know, one month and... Uh, one month and um, gradually they were you know annoyed with me but it took them some time to understand that i'm happy with whatever i'm doing so once they realized that i'm happy with whatever i'm doing after four or five months so they were okay with it and now they are like you you have done what i mean you, you have done whatever you wanted to do and we are really happy that you have chosen your you know path in life so that is something your parents and relatives they come to realize so sunaina what i'd like to tell you these take these things right these criticism criticism in life will come from your near and dear one more right and we are not usually worried about criticism from other people because who are they they do not matter to us but when our own people our own friends they criticize us this is something which i have learned in my life to take this criticism as a challenge right you criticize me it's fine i'll not take it as a negative thing and i'll just lie down right i'll take it as a fuel I'll take it as a fuel and prove to you, to my critics, that I'm better than what you think of me. Right? So they help, they, they will help you basically build yourself. And no matter who are they, your relatives and your friends or whoever they are. So take this as a fuel, guys. Uh, take this as a fuel, Sunaina. Reorganize yourself. And your best answer would be by getting a good rank. Right? So do not forget it. What is at stake for you? Right? If, the once you realize that, you see that things will fall into place. Uh, Sweta is asking, sir, please do a video on maps, monoclonal antibodies. Sweta, please do not do not worry about maps. Like, do not worry about maps. Do not spend too much time on maps. Nevertheless, I'll do a live session in Mero hopefully soon with maps as well. So you don't need to worry about that. We'll do that session on map as well. Right, guys. So this is what, guys, uh, we had to discuss today in the farmcast and. If you guys want me to discuss any particular topic, right? Like this student asked me to discuss uh, phosphodiesterase inhibitors today. So I discussed. So you guys can, uh, you know, comment uh, and let me know which topic you want me to discuss. But you know, 
be logical while you are asking something right do not ask me to cover entire antimicrobial drugs in farmcast i cannot do that right you will be asking me to put the entire ocean in a bottle <laughs> that is not possible right so be reasonable in asking what you want me to discuss and uh, certainly guys i will choose one topic and not discuss and if you have any kind of you know doubts uh, regarding to your preparation and anything in your life guys if you have doubts i am always available uh, to you guys and i will cover your doubts and as i always insist i am more of uh, a friend of your guys than uh, a teacher right i consider myself right so humanity is above all i never believe in seniority and juniority right even a senior or junior right every everyone is a human so a human is a human so i i never believe in that concept which exists in india in western countries it is more of you know formality who is senior or junior everyone is equal and that is what we should also you know uh, practice in our country as well so guys i'm your friend and i'm always available to whatever queries you have so that's all guys take care bye bye this was dr ranjan with you